Hello, hello. Hello, everyone. And welcome back to the Miscellaneous Debris Podcast with... <clears throat> yes, that's right. Of course. The one and only me, the Mad Chatter Ryan MK. <sighs> there can only be one. Yes. Ryan MK. Tis true. Because uh, there's only a few people, a handful of people, with the last name, Markle Dash Clock. That's just how it is. Just how it is. Anyway, hope you all are well. I have no idea what the hell I was talking about there. Have the alien mask on for those watching on video, you know, because it was just recently Halloween. I actually went as Kylo Ren, uh, which is not the first time. Now, part of that is because I have a pretty sweet uh, Kylo Ren costume. Uh, but really, the past couple of years, we just, uh, last year, obviously, no trick-or-treating. And, uh, you know, we just kind of had a Halloween party at home. And then this year, like, we used to always do themed family ones. Like, we, I think I brought this up in one of the previous podcasts in this month, this month of October. But we've done uh, X-Men. We've done Batman villains. Um, we've done some pretty cool stuff as a family, and it it just we haven't done that the past few years. We did do Star Wars one year. So we, we gotta get back into that tradition. But we still had fun. We still had fun. And it's always a bummer when Halloween is over. I always it feels it just feels like a month is not long enough to have all these awesome decorations up, you know. But we gotta start taking those down. Thanksgiving will be here. And I am a fan of Thanksgiving. I mean, come on, give me a day of no work, turkey and football. That's it, that's a good day. That's a good day. And then, of course, month after that, Christmas. And I quite enjoy Christmas because of. The kids just, uh, you know, I remember being a kid and how much fun it was to open presents and, and you know, get some of the things you were hoping you would get because you never got all. You never got all. And if you're someone who holds on to that or gets so upset about it, uh, it you know, shove it up your ass because it, it's it, parents aren't miracle makers. And I and trust me, I give my parents a lot of help when I was younger, but I very I think there was one. I think there's maybe a couple of things that I wanted when I was younger that I was really bummed out I didn't get. But overall, you know, they were really good to me. So I, I, didn't, have, I didn't have any complaints when I didn't get everything I wanted, especially when you believe in Santa Claus. Because, you know, you did some naughty shit at some point, right? You know, you fucked up. You know, you were a bad kid at some point. So you're just wondering... Santa gonna hold that shit against me? So then you gotta be grateful for what you got. Well, maybe that's why I didn't get everything a lot because I wasn't exactly perfect, you know. I, you know, I had some naughty moments, you know. I, I wasn't, I wasn't naughty free, you know what I mean. So I could see why Santa wouldn't want to give everything I wanted, you know. Because I not the naughty free boy this year. See, see what I mean? I did <clears throat> anyway. But the kids, you, you know, they. They really enjoy the Christmas and all of that. So, and then I enjoy watching them have a good time, you know. I enjoy their excitement when they see what they've gotten. I remember that excitement. Yeah. 
but it's still fun seeing him do the trick-or-treat because again we didn't go last year so we did actually do a little bit of trick-or-treating this year and uh it's kind of cool half about half the houses I would say we hit were just like hey here take a couple pieces and and you know it's cool to see that I mean unless we were just early birds <laughs> but it I don't think we were it would seem that people were pretty good about sticking to the rules on 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 that you know just take a piece or two or take three pieces whatever the thing seemed like people were for the most part obeying that based on the amount of candy left in the dishes there are plenty of trick-or-treaters out and remember back in iowa it would always be time like you had to check with your city because it would always be like six o'clock to eight o'clock p.m like in this city and, and and that would be on the day before halloween and in this city on halloween and uh here i'm not sure in, in colorado we haven't been able to tell um, cause I think the first year we were here, we just took the kids to this, like, uh, this, uh, Halloween thing at a church and, uh, they had like games and trick or treating stuff and things that, and then COVID and, uh, oh, maybe we did, did we do any trick or treating? I don't know. I don't remember. We've been here three years. This be year number four. I can't remember. Anyway. Yeah. So this year we finally did some trick or treating and uh, it was a good time. The young one went as a pumpkin. He originally wanted to go as a cupcake. I think I talked about this as well. But he went as a pumpkin. He looked fucking adorable. He looked great. And uh, then the seven-year-old went as Nightmare Foxy from Five Nights at Freddy's, which is a game. It's kind of a scary game. Some people would wonder, oh, you let your kids do that? Well, he's mature enough to handle it you know we kind of talked about this on previous pods just different you know parenting styles and he, even my brother you know he's got kids he doesn't uh, he's not quite as lenient with his kids as I am with mine but I guess you know my dad was pretty lenient with me and uh, I would say you know I turned out okay but <clears throat> clearly I mean I have I would say I have in in the long run in the end but there's some, quite a few bumps along the way. But I would not point to my dad allowing me to do certain things because really he allowed me to like watch movies, play video games, do certain things like that, that, um, you know, I would have been trying to do anyway, you know. And I've talked about that plenty. And, you know, how my dad's kind of way of doing things was a big influence on how I do things. But it's, I heard a really good phrase recently, and it was on one of my sports podcasts that I listen to while I'm, you know, trimming weed all day long. And this one was a football podcast, Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk. And he had said, uh, you know, I like when people are real because, and, you know, he was discussing a football player named Marshawn Lynch. I mentioned him when he says, take care of your mentals. That's fucking right. Take care of your mentals. Good shit, Marshawn Lynch. He's beast mode. Beast mode. If you ever heard that, beast mode. That's Marshawn Lynch. And he says, beast mode says, take care of your mentals. So fucking listen to beast mode and take care of your mentals. Anyway, but he was on the Eli and Peyton Manning broadcast for Monday Night Football, and he did some cursing. And Mike Flurry was saying, I like it. 
because you know that's real that's life life is rated r and he's right and that's so perfect life is fucking rated r it is you know you try and make this shit not rated r that's not how people talk that's not how people act you know it's that that it is how life is it's rated r it's a perfect way to put it i think that's why I connect with something like a Game of Thrones, that show, because you see plenty of good guys losing, because that shit happens in the real world a lot, a lot. Whether it's people in power, which we'll get into later, people with money, you know, mistake, whatever it is. Good guys lose all the time in real life. You know, it's real life is rated R. That's right. That is fucking right. And I think that's based, that's basing, you know, my parenting is kind of based on that kind of thinking that shit's, I mean, life is what it is. There's shit out there like, you know, if I don't allow him to play something like a Five Nights at Freddy's, he's going to try and sneak it. So I'd rather him play it, talk to him about it, make him understand, A, it's just a game, B, this kind of shit ain't real, you know, things like that. And to me, I guess that's that's the way to approach it. I mean, that's how I'm doing it. But I think you're, you know, kids got to have a, a at least some level of maturity to them, and uh, he does, he does. So he brought a Game of Thrones. Because I've been loving this shit. I mean, I've always loved it. Obviously, there were some disappointing parts to the final season. Uh, people bitch about the final couple of seasons, but I'm dead. I'm not as picky as we've, we've talked about before. But I've been doing the audiobooks at work, and I love them. They're, they're just such a joy. And it's, it is a bit weird, because I'm hearing the person who's reading the book doing the different voices or the different characters in different voices. And of course, I'm, I'm, I'm used to the show characters and the show voices. So it's a, a little bit weird in that respect, but not bad at all either. But it does feel like I've, I've, the more I'm getting into Game of Thrones, a big chunk of it, you know, is politics, really, you know. the play for the throne. When you play the Game of Thrones, you either win or you die. Yes. And it feels similar to life in in 2021, you know? Like, so for those not familiar, uh, Game of Thrones, basis of the story starts out with a king the story of a realm and the king of the realm um, took over the previous king who had gone mad, basically. And he was the king, but everybody knew he needed to go down, right? And now this new guy's on the throne. And he's not great either. I mean, he's not crazy and doing, you know, completely awful shit, but he's not real great either. And so it kind of begins from there. And it kind of feels like that's where we're at. Trump 
is the Mad King. He's there's Targaryen, the the Mad, <clears throat> the Mad King from Game of Thrones. That's what he is. And it's like, no, we got to get rid of this fucker. <laughs> but now in his place is Joe Biden, who's essentially King Robert, <laughs> who is just not much of a king. I mean, an upgrade to be sure, but by how much? <laughs> Obviously, uh, you know, shit's not in dire straits anymore, but it's not prospering as it should be. And, uh, and then on top of that, it, it feels like there's, you know, tension and all sorts of shit all over the place. War is upon the realm and winter is coming, right? That's exactly what <laughs> it's so like it. War is upon the realm and winter's coming. It's fucking cold outside. That's why we weren't trick-or-treating that long last night because it was fucking cold as a motherfucker. <sighs> yeah, you know, just because I align more with Democrats and their views and their morals, uh, particularly far rights and the Trumpers, just because I align more with them doesn't, doesn't mean I'm not going to spit fire their way. I mean, I, in the beginning, was like, fucking seriously, Joe Biden? Okay. I mean, anybody better than, again, King Robert, he was an upgrade. Was he great? No. No, no, no. Upgrade? Yes, 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 yes. Same situation. <laughs> War is upon the run now, and winter is coming. And <laughs> so, yeah. And no need for, like, any kind of sloopy Joe Biden. You know, we had a climate crisis going on and he's at the summit dozing off. But I also, like, you know, everybody can make the easy joke, but I'm always, like, I'm not trying to defend him in any way because he's not been great. But I'll tell you this much. That motherfucker had to have walked into such a fucking headache. I could understand why even just this far in, he's already like, God, I'm so fucking, he's old. That's part of it for sure, to be sure, <laughs> which is why I was like, really, Joe Biden, we're going another old white guy and perhaps the oldest white guy. This is what we're doing. No, nah, it's not been all bad, but yeah, I, I mean, I guess I can understand why he's kind of sleepy. Man, that seems like a shit job in general, but to be walking into it after Trump, holy motherfucker. So I had to kind of feel for it. No wonder King Robert in Game of Thrones, like he walked into some mad shit. He was just like, yep, I think I'm just going to drink and whore my way to an early grave. And that's basically what he said. King Robert in Game of Thrones, not Joe Biden. <laughs> as far as I know, as far as I know, I, I could be wrong. Maybe Joe Biden did say that too. I, I don't know. Anyway, that's what I got for you. That's what I, not for the whole episode. Don't worry, don't worry. I just meant opening you know i'll shut up we'll get into sports not sports news slash sports not really sports anyway we'll get into that (laughs) oh goodness yeah take a break now a word from our sponsors but not really because we have no sponsors so really just a quick break and then back for news
<coughs> oh my goodness. Sorry. That was, that was a bigger puff than I thought it was going to be. We're back. We're back. Technically, the news and sports section. I'm going to come up with a better fucking name for it, though. You know what? I tell you that right now. But this week, this week, past couple of weeks since I get started this, you know, new format with the pod, I've been rolling like different topics, shorter topics. This week, I'm doing something a little different. Not a handful of smaller topics, but rather a theme tying in news, sports, life. And it really, it's about the issue of those in power. Real life is rated R, people. Don't forget that. And this is another aspect of it. This is, you know, some of the dirty stuff about the world and, and what being in power, I mean, money, privilege, what that shit can really buy you in life, can get you. And really, I started thinking about it because of this investigation that the NFL supposedly did while they're I think there was an independent arbitrator. But there was an investigation done into the Washington football team, formerly known as the Washington Redskins, or as I often referred to them um, as the uh, Washington Foreskins. But uh, now the Washington football team. So there was an investigation into them, uh, workplace misconduct. Basically, a bunch of shady shit happening. Um, Pictures of cheerleaders, topless, going around, sexual misconduct allegations, all sorts of crazy shit. <clears throat> so this person comes in, does this report on the investigation, but the NFL, they don't want a written report. It's just a verbal report. And then they provide like a few, pay, a few paragraph summary of her report, a written summary of her report. All very weird, right? So then, you know, a couple weeks back, the whole thing comes out with John Gruden and he's out of a job, rightfully so, for being a cunt. But why is he the only one? getting shamed, getting in trouble. And the NFL is very staunch on the idea that it's not going to release any more emails, any more information. It's kind of a, hey, we find Washington for their, uh, you know, their issues, their mistakes, and we've moved on. The John Gruden thing was unfortunate. But there's some, you know, people who have those emails who can just leak some shit at any time. Now, you would think the NFL would be concerned about that. The owners would be concerned about that because really, Roger Goodell, the commissioner, works for the owners of these football teams, right? He's their boss. And <laughs> you'd think they'd be a little concerned, but maybe not. Maybe it was, uh, hey, let's... Uh, Screw over John Gruden. He's an asshat anyway. He'll be easy pickings. And uh, yeah, move along. It's not how it went. 
and people are wondering what the hell else is going on. Roger Goodell has recently done a press conference. He said things like, we want to protect the privacy, the anonymity, <laughs> those involved. But so many people involved have come out and said, no, release the info, we don't care. And it's false anyway, because they could redact names. There's all sorts of ways to go about releasing this information. The thing is, is they just don't want it released. They don't want people knowing because it will for sure put an owner or two or three or four, who knows? In very deep water, hot water, hot water, I think is the right. <laughs> and so they're doing what they can to keep, you know, that shit from coming to light. And they can do a lot. They have a lot of power. Now, you know, Congress is getting involved in all of this, but the NFL is hiding something. It's explanations for not releasing information are not very good. It's, it's <clears throat> something worth looking into. And some, some members of Congress are, so we'll see how far it goes, but it's just, you know, how far can those in power go? I mean, we see this all over. I mean, it's the same for the climate crisis. All you got to do is think of the financial implications of not supporting steps for, you know, the good of climate, you know, to help reduce climate change. I mean, I mean, you just look around the world, power, China. They regulate the internet. They have Uyghur internment camps set up. They basically, they just are trying to run genocide on a group of peoples. And it's, it's disgusting. And their people are so warped, like they find the people of Hong Kong to be traitors, like you can't support them. There was that whole thing with the NBA. There are more of the NBA coming out with support Hong Kong. And then this is where I lost my respect for LeBron James because he was like, hey, why don't you shut up? Like, China gives us a lot of money. Why don't you shut your mouth? And I'm like, well, fuck you, LeBron. Like, come on, man. You want equality for black people? Same goes for fucking, like, do you know? Educate yourself, man. Do you know what's going on in Hong Kong? I didn't like that shit at all. <clears throat> if you're going to be about something, be about it. Don't be about it in certain situations. Mm, that's half-assing. I don't like half-assing, to be honest. I digress. And if you're unsure... What you guys are here, I got, <clears throat> I got a picture of a little something to give a little bit of an explanation. So the Uyghurs, there are about 12 million Uyghurs, mostly Muslim, living in Xinjiang, which is officially known as the Xinjiang Uyghur Autonomous Region. 
Uyghurs speak their own language, which is similar to Turkish, and see themselves as culturally and ethnically close to Central Asian nations. They make up less than half of the Xinjiang population. Recent decades have seen a mass migration of Han Chinese, which is China's ethnic majority, into Xinjiang, allegedly orchestrated by the state to dilute the minority population there. China has also been accused of targeting Muslim religious figures and banning religious practices in the region, as well as destroying mosques and tombs. Uyghur activists say they fear that the group's culture is under threat of erasure. Yeah, I would say so. That's that's pretty scary, you know. And these are what people in power are doing. You've seen protests around the world, how some protesters are being treated by government. You saw it here in this country, what those in power are doing. Back to around the world, I mentioned China, Russia is another one. Putin, I mean, just what he's done, I mean, just look at what he's done. And then you can clearly understand why Putin would admire someone so, right? Because he's already changed the laws, their, their constitution, so that he basically, after he becomes not president, he still will be the most powerful person in Russia. It's crazy what he's done. And that's the last I checked on it. Who knows what he's done since? I don't even want to look. It's probably still the same. <laughs> but he's, he set himself up so that, like, he's empowered to it. What, he dies? And he's got basically everything in control. You can't say anything bad about him. You'll end up missing. I mean, he's basically got his own, like, you know, like the proud boys here. They love them some Trump. Uh, yeah, he's got his own kind of group like that. Can't remember what the, the fuck they're called. And I really don't care. Fuck them. And fuck him. And uh, yeah. <laughs> but he's... The, They'll go out and basically do his bidding. His own secret police. And then Alexei Navalny, his lockup for what? Like, this is exactly what, like, in, you look at Trump, what he was trying to do with the whole fake news movement. If you say anything bad about me, if you disagree with me, the fake news, you know, that's how it starts out. Before it's just like, you don't say shit about me unless I say it's okay to say, you, you know, like, <laughs> if that made sense. Which brings me to here at home. That was just here at home, not too long ago. And those in power have done such a great job of dividing. I mean, <clears throat> we've got costly education, unlike a lot of other westernized nations who have free college education. No, we have to pay for ours, right? And it doesn't seem quite right. There's a reason a good chunk of Americans don't bother with college. I supposedly have done it the right way. My degree is taking me nowhere. I am trimming marijuana right now for like, aside from doing these podcasts, which bring me nothing. <laughs> I really should set up the, the, the goddamn Patreon. Anyway, I digress. It's, uh, yeah, 
that's a huge problem. So then there's a good portion of the population that's not educated. And that's not to say even that they're not smart, but they, there's a big difference. Being uneducated, you miss a lot. Like, and I spoke about this before. If anything, at the very least, college will give you the tools to be able to research properly, to vet information sources properly, which is becoming more and more important this day and age, if you ask me. So, and, and that's, that's part of the problem. I mean, whether it's, it's class warfare, the racial tensions, wh whatever it is, critical race theory, that's the big thing. That's one of the, like that going on. Yeah, lots of white parents want that shit banned in their schools. Why? Why? They don't want to act like there's race. And it goes, they don't want to act like there's race. That's what it is. Like Trump, Trump and the whole idea, like we want to get rid of that, basically rewrite history. Like, no, America wasn't all that bad. Or that wasn't all that bad. Or they're trying to normal. No, that's actually okay. A lot of bad shit. We better hope Trump goes to prison. I know I've said it before. We better hope. Because if he finds a way back into the White House, this country is in some major shit. Power. And it's crazy. Because here more than anywhere else, it seems like those in power have done a great job of making us forget who's truly in power, which is the people. The people have forgotten that the people are truly in power. It's crazy. this pod i'm sorry i didn't mean the end the last segment all gloomy that did sound gloomy <laughs> uh it is frustrating though right it is particularly during during this time when you've got all these people that don't believe in vaccines and you know i've talked about the anti-science movement i mean it's not because it's not just anti-vax it's fucking flat earthers and climate change deniers and the whole lot of them fucking blah anyway for this episode for story time i have for you a wonderful tale no I, it's all right it's just a it's a tale of my youth and this one just popped in my head because it was just a pretty wild um little vacation but it was also just one particular day that was like, I don't know. It was just a blast. So I can't exactly remember my age. I'm thinking around 12, 13, maybe 
12 to 15, I'd say, but I believe more towards the 12 range. Um, but fam, my mother, myself, my brothers, my two brothers, we took a trip to Salida uh, along with my uncles, two uncles, and one of the uncles, his two daughters, uh, our cousins. And we all meet up in Salida, Colorado for whitewater rafting. I know, the crazy shit white people do. Um, I don't get down for a lot of crazy shit white people do. <laughs> uh, but whitewater rafting is something I enjoy. That and snowboarding are probably my two big white people things that I like to do. So we're in Salida to whitewater raft. And it's supposed to be a crazy year. The water's really high, very bumpy rapids, etc. And uh, we go ahead and we do this thing. We got a big giant raft. We've got an awesome bear of a raft guide, big beard. He's just awesome. And according to him, we're doing pretty good. We're doing pretty good. We're working as a team. We're working well. Uh, we're all in there rowing together. It's great. We're hitting the rapids. We're having a lot of fun. Now it comes to a point where it's like, okay, now we can get out here, which is what most people do. And he was like, or we could take a chance going through suck hole, which is uh, one of the most insane rapids, apparently. They even have t-shirts that said, I survived suck hole. <laughs> and, but excuse me, but tour guide is like, hey, I think you guys are awesome. So I think you guys can do it if you wanna go through, if you wanna try it. Um, but if not, we can get out up ahead. And everybody's like, ah, oh, no, yeah, let's go through, let's go do it. And we previously had already hidden some pretty rough rapids. At one point, my cousin Rainy, she fell out of the raft and my mom, of all people, you ain't drink because she did exactly what they told them. You reach out, you grandma their life vest and just fall back to pull them in. And she did that. She rescued my cousin Rainy. And then we're going through suck hole and my brother Dane falls out. And uh, my mom saves the day again, gets him back in the raft. And uh, we make it through suck hole. It's a blast of a time. We find out later that night. A group did go through suck hole, had um, not so much luck and they actually lost somebody that's fucking insane the same rabbit we went through same day somebody died insane count our lucky stars right but that is not the end of the story because then we go back and we're at this awesome hotel there's this cool like I don't even know how to describe it like this central area in like in the grounds of the hut it's just trees flowers it's nice um like a commons area outside commons area there we go and um so i'm just i'm i'm on i'm on a life high because of this whitewater rafting stuff and then I remember running into some girl 
And I remember we sat there and we talked and, it, you know, of course, I'm a teenage boy. I got thoughts going through my head, but we just talked for a little bit. She went her way. I went my way. I run into my cousin, Rainy. And I'm like, hey, you should do me a favor. I, oh, she says she's going to the store. I believe is how it started. I would really like to drink some beers here at the hotel. <laughs> would you please give me some beers? She's like, ride with me and let's go get you some beers. Okay. Trying to find a place to get some beers. She ends up spotting a bar. Says, I'm going to go in, try and find out what I can, good place to pick up some later, et cetera. She goes in this bar. She's in there for probably an hour. I'm just chilling in the car, trying to keep my patience because I want some booze. And I need my cousin to get it for me. She comes out, apologizes. I can't remember what the excuse was, but we weren't going to get booze. And so I just wasted all this time, sat in the car for nothing, was not very happy with my cousin. And to be honest, it didn't seem like she felt that bad. I even somewhat remember like her being like, you can't drive this back, can you? Like, like no, I'm not old enough to drive. Like, she wanted to stay at the bar anyway. It, I had all of a sudden, instead of becoming her, her companion, I was now a burden. Is how I remember it feeling. Rainy, if you're listening, I have no idea if that's uh, how it was. <laughs> but in my brain, that's how it was for me at the time. But not to make you sound bad, Rainy. <laughs> so we get back to the hotel. And I'm bumming because I'm like, well, this is supposed to, you know, I wanted to cap the night off good. And not getting to. It's a shame. But I end up hearing some noise in the hallway, open up the door, some college guys having a good time up and down the hallway and uh, start talking to them. What's up, guys? Hey, they've got some beers. Hey, can I have a beer? And I'm like, tell you what, we'll come chill in your room, drink a few beers. Okay. They can hang out. I can't even remember. I think we were playing a game or something. All I know is they let me drink some of their beers. We were hanging out and I, and we had our own room, me and my two brothers. So I'm sure my, my, I think my one brother, Dane, the middle guy, uh, we not too much later would become very good friends and very close. Um, we would be in a band together, metal band together, things like that. So I think he was just kind of like, oh, look at big brother. I think my youngest brother was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> I don't even remember. I just, <laughs> I remember at some point, like he had to have been like, what? Because he would have been like, you know, seven or eight at the time. And he would have been like, what the fuck is going on here? Dad's got these strings. Or not dad. Big bro, Ryan, he's got these fucking strange dudes in here and they're drinking with him. What's going on? So I had a really good time, and that was a great way to uh, cap off my time in Salida, my whitewater rafting trip. It was a blast, and um, yeah, very crazy day, very crazy time there in general, but uh, 
It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. What are many, many good memories that I still have. You know, smoke a lot of weed, so some of them, you know. Now, before we go, we, of course, have the Mad Six. And this week, uh, you know, because of the Game of Thrones discussion and my fascination with it right now and, and listening to the audiobooks and whatnot, I have my Mad Six episodes of Game of Thrones. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, so coming in at number six, I actually have a tie because I couldn't couldn't decide, and I had to make them both, you know, honorable mention. This is kind of what the sixth spot is for, anyway. So, Reigns of Castamere which is, of course, the episode of The Red Wedding. I have to mention that because even though it crushed me, that's, that's, that's kind of why it's so important. It crushed everybody, right? Or most people. And then, of course, The Lion and the Rose, which is also referred to as The Purple Wedding and The Death of Joffrey, which I have to bring up just because it's great. <laughs> just to see the end of that prick, you know, just to see the worst of the bad guys get theirs is great. So, because a lot of bad guys in that in that show, you know, there's there's some nuance to them. You know, they're not completely bad, but that dude was a fucking cunt to the end, right down to the black heart, the black cunt heart. He is just terrible. So anyway, gotta mention that one. Coming in at number five, Watchers on the Wall. This is of course the episode when the wildlings attacked the wall. I love this episode. The giants getting in there. It was just mm, fun, fun episode. I'm a big fan of the episodes with the big battles. You know, you'll see. Because number four is Battle of the Bastards. Another one. Another episode where the worst of the worst of the worst villains gets his comeuppance in quite a horrific way because you've already got the awesome battle uh and then after the battle Jon Snow thumping on Ramsay Bolton and then of course his final words with uh, Sansa Stark before the comeuppance prior to spoke of and so great episode three Blackwater I fucking love this. This for many seasons was one of my top. Well, it still is, obviously, because it's here. It's here. But it's amazing. Just everything about that. Um, And, you know, it's so torn because in a way. You're rooting for the Lannister side. For the king, essentially. Because of Tyrion and Bronn a little bit. But the, other than that, and, you know, you don't want Sansa to die. But otherwise, fuck the rest of, you know, fuck the king, as the hound says. <laughs> but on the other side, Stannis. He's also done some bad shit himself. And <laughs> it, the death of Renly. 
it's just that 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 whole thing that whole episode it, it's it's in part great because you almost don't know who to root for <laughs> the other one is the best option but you know find yourself rooting for the characters for Tyrion, for davos davos siwale but anyway great episode number two this was at number one but i decided to put something else number one but hard home there's a lot of stuff that goes on in that episode. Good things that happen throughout that episode, but everything at the end, when the White Walkers show up from the mist, the closing of the one gate, and how people are like, let us in, let us in, and then silence. And the dude looks through, and all of a sudden, the thin, you know, one of the thin, the leader thin is looking through the eye hole, and all of a sudden, the zombie runs up. And then you see the White Walker leaders sitting on the horses you see those and the whites is that what they're no <laughs> but you see them and then you see john snow fight and kill one you see all sorts of crazy like and then at the end you know because that's such a pivotal part they're trying to get all the wildlings to come with him get out of here come on but at the end you can see how many they lost because the head, White Walker just raises the dead. And you see all these fucking dead people, their eyes just turn blue and they start to stand up and you're like, oh fuck. Like it's really then you get the full grasp of what they're really up against. Such a fucking great episode. And then number one might be controversial because controversial because uh, not everybody would agree that this should be even tops on the list because a lot of people had an issue with this episode, but I love it. And that is the long night. Yes, I will agree with one thing. The strategy of sending out the Dothraki at the beginning, like by themselves with the fires, that was clearly just to do some cool, like a cool visual. Because, the, yeah, strategy wise, it made no fucking sense. It was stupid, so stupid. But after that, I loved how everything went. I loved that Arya was the one to take out. The king, the night king. And, you know, it just, I thought it was an awesome, you know, very long, very well done episode, aside from that part with the Dothraki, I get it. But other than that, yeah, I, it just, I fucking love that episode. I'm going to go watch it when I get done pot. So fuck off, right? <laughs> uh, so yes, that would be number one, the long night, right? Uh, well, Madcaps. That's what I've got for you. We've gotten through the show sheet. We've, we've made it today, tonight. We've made it through. And it's been a good, it's been a good pod. So I thank you for joining me. And uh, we're going to get that body. So, 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 so. I hope you all enjoyed. Thank you so much for joining me. Yes. Make sure to stay safe, stay vigilant, stay and don't forget, until next time.